0: Good evening, everyone. We're in the Zarah Shimshon on Parshas Ha'azinu. We're looking at Os Gimel, section number three. Just before we start, we're going to look at the Pusuk uh, that the Zara Shimshon opens this piece with. It is in Devarim Perak Lamed Bey's Pusuk Yud Zion, again, Parshas Ha'azinu. So the Torah here is describing uh, Moshe Rabenu, actually in this Shira, in this, in this uh, po- poem or song is describing some of the events that will take place in the future. Uh, if B'nai Yisrael, after they enter the land of Israel are not careful and not meticulous about avoiding Avodah Moshe is describing what will happen. So here's the Pasuk again, Perak based Beis, Pasuk yud Yizbichu lo elokah. They will offer, bring offerings. They will slaughter offerings, lashedim for demons, lo eloka, that are not divine. Elohim lo doum. They will bring offerings to gods that they did not know, that they have not known in the past. Chadoshim mikorov These will be new deities that came to them only recently losha arum avosechem their forefathers did not fear these gods so the passuch is saying that uh, B'nai Yisrael, when it stumbles uh into the sin of idolatry in the future after entering the land of israel uh they will they will worship quote unquote new gods chadashim new gods who there who who the uh, ancestors of the Jewish people, even those who worshipped idols, going back to Abraham's father Terach and, and the generations before that were not familiar with these gods. So they won't even have the dignity, so to speak. They won't even have the wisdom to worship uh, some of the ancient idols uh, that people believed in before them. They'll be, they'll be ensnared by new idols that uh, have there's no possible reason to think have any power or any uh, capacity. So now let's get into the piece, Os Gimel, Yizbichu Lashedim Lo Eloka, this is the Pasuk we just read, they will slaughter to demons that are not God, that are not, uh, that will not be a way of worshipping Hashem. Pirish Rashi, Rashi explains, Kitargumo. understand this according to the translation of Onkelis, Leis Behon tiroch these gods do not have in them any need, meaning these are useless gods, they have no power, they're completely useless. If these gods had some use, had some power, had some ability to help B'nei Yisrael, then there would not be this double jealousy and anger on the part of Hashem Kumo like there will be now, uh, when uh, when when the when the Jews again stumble into idolat worshiping idols after entering the land of Israel Ad Kan Until here is a quote from Rashi. So Rashi is making the point that the pasuk is emphasizing that if the Jews were to worship some kind of uh, idol or deity or power that actually could help them in any way, then Hashem would not be as angry uh, as He will be when they worship clearly in the future, when they stumble and fall into worshiping idols that have uh, are, are manifestly powerless and useless. Makshim HaMeforshim, so the says, the commentators ask, D'ha'isa be Medrash Rabba, it states in the Medrash Rabba, Al-Pasuk, on the Pasuk, this is a Pasuk from Parshas Kisisa, regarding the Egel Hazov. this is what Moshe says, one of the things that Moshe says when he is pleading to Hashem on behalf of the people after the incident of the golden calf. Hashem why Hashem? Is your anger burning against your people? So that's what that's a quote from the Pasuk again in Pasha's Kisisa of one of the things Moshe says to Hashem, Why are you so angry, Hashem, with your nation? So the Medrash Rabba expands upon this dialogue between Moshe and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Amr Moshe, Moshe said, Ribon Haolami, master of the worlds, L'cha Siyua. The people made for you an assistant, and you are angry at them, they made the Egel Hazov to be like an assistant to you, and you're getting so angry about it, this golden calf that they made, it will be able to help you, it will be able to assist you, and Moshe Gives examples. Ata you will illuminate the sun, and it, the egel, will illuminate the moon. hamazolos, you will light up the stars, and the egel can light up the constellations. Morid Hatal, you can bring down the dew. and the Agel can be uh, uh, responsible for having the winds blow. So Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, This is uh, the people were trying to give you some support and some help. They know that you're very busy and you have a lot of things to take care of. So they thought they'd create an Egel Hazav to help you. Omar Hakodesh so Hashem said back to Moshe, replied to Moshe, Even you are in uh, error or mistaken about this Egel. Ainbo mamish it has no substance it has no power it has no use on low, so now Moshe was right where he wanted to be so he said back to Hashem im Cain if so if you Hashem are conceding so to speak if you Hashem are saying that the eagle has no power no ability it's 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 useless and it's and it's futile and it's a, a void of of any significance. So, Lama Hashem Yechere Abcha Be'amecha, why are you getting so angry and letting your anger burn against your nation? All they did was something foolish and ridiculous. They made a foolish mistake, but they didn't didn't do anything that had any significance. They created something that was completely absurd and powerless. And it implies from this piece in the Medrash Rabbah, that if the Jews worship something that has no substance. It's not appropriate for there to be any jealousy and anger from Hashem. Rashi. However, according to Rashi's explanation on our Pasha that we started with, that the Shon started with, just the opposite. Mashma. It implies from Rashi that if the Jews worship something that has no substance, Yeshkino kifula, there's double jealousy and double anger on the part of Hashem. So the Zerah Shimshon is asking uh, about an apparent contradiction between our Rashi on our parsha of Haazinu and a statement in the Medrash Rabba uh, regarding the Agil Hazov. And just to recap that question, here Rashi says that the he sees from the Pasuk and he explains the Pusuk for us to say to mean that. HaShem is saying to the Jewish people, if you would worship some other power, some other uh, force or deity or God, and if if such a thing existed, but if that's what you were doing, then I might be angry, but I wouldn't be nearly as angry as I am now, when you're worshiping completely, obviously, manifestly, clearly useless uh, idols and gods that no one has any uh, belief in that no one uh, feels that even your own ancestors who worshipped idols uh, paid no attention to and didn't even know about and didn't uh, uh, give any significance to. So Hashem, according to Rashi, Hashem is more angry when Bnei Yisrael Chas God forbid, worships idols that have no, uh, no 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 power and no and there's no reason to think they to attribute any power to them. That's Rashi. The Medrash Rabbah on Parshas, uh on the Egel Hazov and uh, talked about in Ki Kisisa. That piece in the Medrash Rabbah implies the opposite because it says that Moshe said to Hashem as an argument on behalf of the Jewish people Hashem, don't be so angry with them. They created an Egel Hazov that has no power, it's useless, it can't do anything. They made they were foolish, they were they were. Uh, so clearly immature and mistaken as to create this Egil hazav, but obviously it's nothing for you to be concerned about. So the Medrash Rabbah is saying a very different thing, is presenting a very different idea than, or ha- taking a different approach than the Rashi here on Hazinu. and so the Shimshon Shimshon uh, asked that question to try and understand the contradiction between the two. Uh, next paragraph bottom uh, of the column uh, And according to the explanation we're about to give there's no question there's no problem, in other words, the Zerah says don't worry, we can resolve the apparent contradiction between the Medrash Rabbah and the Rashi. Shehare Meseches because it is stated in the Gemarn Meseches Avodah in the fourth parak parak Rabbi Yishmoyel over there, there is a conversation between Agrippas, a uh, a leader, a general, an officer uh, 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 of the of the uh, of the Romans, uh, with Rabban Gamliel, and Agrippa says, mm-hmm. it is written in your Torah, Kanah," that Hashem is a jealous God, and then Agrippas asks, Klum, miskane elo We're now continuing to the top of the next page. Is there any wise man who would be jealous about someone else's knowledge if that person was not a chocham? Meaning a wise man, a brilliant scholar, is only even would think, but it would only occur to him to be jealous of another man's knowledge, of another person's knowledge if that person was also a great scholar. gibor begibor. And a mighty warrior is only going to be jealous, or it would only think about being jealous of another mighty uh, warrior, another strong, mighty fighter. So therefore, if the Torah describes Hashem as being a jealous God, doesn't that imply that there are other deities, there are other gods which actually have power? Because if no other gods, no other deities existed, uh, then why would God be jealous? Why would why would the Torah describe God as being jealous? There's nothing, nothing for God to be jealous of unless there are other deities that someone might think are equal to God in some way, just like the wise man who is only jealous of another person who people are saying is also brilliant, is also erudite, is also a great scholar, or a mighty warrior is only jealous if people are applauding the feats and the accomplishments of some other mighty warrior. So that's Agrippa's very interesting and penetrating question. So Rebn Gamliel answers, this may be compared to a person, Isha al-Ishto, who married a woman in addition to his wife. So a man is hopefully happily married, uh, and he decides for some reason at some point to take a second wife. This, of course. Was permitted uh, by Torah law uh, um, for a very long time until being for, forbidden in uh, medieval in the medieval period, and so this man marries a second wife. <laughs> if the second wife is more prestigious, she's of a higher status, let's say, than the first wife, than the present wife. Ain miskanah the then, the then the present wife will not be jealous of her, will not be angry that her husband married her because even though the first wife in all likelihood would have preferred to stay the only wife, she understands that her husband went and married a woman of uh, of, of, of more prominence, of greater accomplishments, of greater chashivas, of greater importance. But if her husband made the mistake of marrying a, a, a woman, a second wife, who was of a lower status, a lower uh level of prominence in the community than her, than his present wife, Miss Kanaba? Then she's certainly going to be very upset and angry and jealous about it because she will think to her husband, what an insult. You were, you're already married to me. And why in the world would it even occur to you to marry this other woman who is not as prominent and as an accomplished as I am? Uh, and so that's how Rebbe Gamliel uh, answered the question of uh, of Agrippas. Vehainu mamish kedivre Rashi, and this answer that the that Rebbe Gamliel gave in the Gemara Navod is exactly uh, correlate uh, correlated, or it correlates exactly with the explanation of Rashi on our parsha because Rashi's whole point was that Hashem obviously doesn't want. And and doesn't approve of B'nai Yisrael ever worshiping idols or any power or force or anything in the universe, uh, besides Hashem, Ain Od Milvado. However, Hashem uh, can understand, so to speak, a little bit if B'nai Yisrael worships some uh, some power or some idol or some deity that could possibly benefit them, that brings some benefit to them. But when B'nai Yisrael worships as the Torah and our parsha projects or predicts for the future, when B'nai Yisrael uh, worships completely useless uh, idols and gods that everyone knows, even the non-Jews know, are are useless and powerless and meaningless, uh, then Hashem is doubly angry. And that's the point that Reverend Gamliel was making. So the Gemara there supports Rashi's approach. So now let's see what the Zereshim, now that we have that support for Rashi, what is the Zer Shimshon? How is he going to explain the Medrash Rabba, which seemed to contradict Rashi's position? tsorich lomar, but definitely we need to say, de Amrinan that that which we said in the Medrash, in its comment on the Ma'aseh uh, Egel. The golden calf. She'amar Moshe that Moshe said, "Lifnei hamalkam in front of Hashem, she'im ein bo mamish. If the thing that the Jews are worshiping has no substance, lama Hashem yechere abcha beamecha, then why Hashem? And this, of course, is the quote from the pasuk, lama Hashem yechere abcha beamecha. Why Hashem is your anger burning against your nation? Hai nu davka beovon haegel." This comment that Moshe made and this approach that Moshe took only applies in the case of the sin of the Agel or something similar to it, Shelo because the, the Jewish people were not attempting ella Elohem Kimo Bilvad to set up something that would be like a kind of leader for them, like a kind of intermediary, in other words, a replacement. For Moshe, that was the Kavona of B'nei Yisrael. Ki as it states in the Medrash that we quoted, v'ayin and you can look and see this explicitly explained in the commentary of the yofet torah. V'rak and it was only the mixed multitude, the, the Egyptians who came and joined the Jews when they left Egypt, l'shem avodah zara, they made the calf into a type of real uh, uh, idolatry. They worshiped the calf, it was their intent to worship the golden calf as an actual idol, but that was not the intent of B'nai Yisrael. Uh, Avodah Zarah Mamish, uh, an actual Avodah Zarah, that was the Erev Rab, the Egyptian mixed multitude, but not the intent of the Jews. Shum hachi, and because of this, meaning because of this critical fact to note that B'nai Yisrael did not view the Egel HaZohav. They did not want the Egel HaZohav or intend the Egel HaZohav to be in any way, God forbid, a replacement for Hashem. They wanted it to be a replacement for Moshe, a type of leader for them. ta'nazu leMoshe. That's why Moshe's claim to Hashem was effective. In other words, since they weren't uh, intending to do Avodah Zarah, and they weren't intending to re- replace Hashem Chas but they were intending to replace Moshe with the Egel Azov because Moshe didn't return from Har Sinai when they thought he was supposed to come back and come down. Therefore, that's why Moshe could say, Hashem, don't be so angry. Why are you getting so angry? They they didn't intend to do Avodah Zarah. This is not a case of Avodah Zarah. This is a case where they wanted to create some kind of uh, thing to lead them some kind of intermediary but obviously it has no power and it's useless and it's futile and it was foolish and so therefore moshe's point was effective aval however kisha but in situations in which b'nei yisrael actually did intend to do idol worship which is the the type of situation that's being described in our parasha, Azinu that moshe was referring to Adarabah. Then the opposite is true. Chamor The sin is more serious. Lefisha because there is no substance whatsoever to the idolatry that the Jews are committing themselves to and worshiping. V'chein Omar hakosov. And so it says in a pasuk in Yirmiyahu. Osi ozvu mkor mayim chayim the people have forsaken me, and I am a source of living water, lach lohem in order to hew out, to carve out for themselves, boros nishborim, broken cisterns, meaning broken cisterns that can't even hold water. So the point of the Pasuk is, Hashem is saying, uh, there's a double hate. When Kal Yisrael commits the terrible sin of Avodazara, when anyone, anyone amongst the Jewish people uh, commits the sin of Avodazara, why is it a double hate? Because number one, they're rejecting Hashem. And number two, they're they're instead of Hashem, they're elevating to worship things that are like broken cisterns. They can't even fulfill the fun simple function of holding water. Hashem is a source of purifying living waters, meaning Hashem can supply all of our needs. But these uh, idols can supply nothing, just like a broken cistern can't even hold water, can't even do this, fulfill the simple task of holding water that is placed uh, into it. And so the Zerah has explained for us uh, that the Rashi and the comment of Rashi on our parsha and the Medr- the comment in the Medrash Rabba uh, uh, regarding the Egel HaZov, uh, do not actually contradict, but they're talking and addressing different situations. When you're talking about a Votizara. That's where Rashi's approach applies. That it's even a worse sin. Avodah is always a terrible sin, but it's even worse when the when the idol or the deity that the Jews are worship uh, are worshiping is something that everyone mocks and makes fun of and knows has no power. Uh, that makes the sin even worse. However, when you're talking about a case of the Egel Hazov, which was uh, the Zerah emphasizes, was not at least vis-a-vis B'nai Yisrael, at least in terms of the Jewish people, putting aside the Erev Rav, putting aside the Egyptian multi- mixed multitudes, uh, was not a sin of Abode Then that's where the Medrash Rabbah says, since since all they were doing was, they were still committing an avera. obviously the Chet HaEgal was a terrible, terrible a uh, blemish on the on the record of Klal Yisrael, but nonetheless, it was not a vote of for the vast majority of the people, uh, and therefore Moshe was able to say, "Look, they were trying to create an assistant. What an act of foolishness this is! Hashem, this uh, this golden calf clearly has no power, and therefore, do not be anger, uh, do not be angry with Klal Yisrael." Uh, let us end with the tefillah that Hashem will have absolutely no reason to be angry with any member of Kla Yisrael for any reason and will forgive and be mochil completely. Grant us machil and slicha for all our avonos, for all of our sins. Uh, and Yashakoch to everyone for participating. We'll look forward again to uh, learning Zarah Shimshon again next week, God willing.